Virginia from Live Actually Podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually stashed, and actually attending. Finished. I have some finished objects, you guys, that I'm very, very excited about. The first one was pretty simple. I uh, finished a hat for my younger son, Ben, which was a Gryffindor hat, and I just used, like, the slouch head hat pattern. Um, I had bought him some Gryffindor yarn when I was at Stitches West back in February, and it was from White Birch Fiber Arts. I don't think it was technically a Gryffindor colorway. I don't think that was what it was named. It might even have been, like, for the 49ers, but um, anyways, it looks like Gryffindor. It's burgundy and... Uh, gold and then little bits of brown, which I thought was kind of a nice contrast. So I reduced the stitch count a bit for his head size and um, just kind of whipped that up on the bus. But he's very, very excited about it. Um, and I really liked the way that the yarn knit up. I really liked that white birch fiber arts yarn. So, um, so that is finished and that was pretty exciting. The second one that I'm most excited about is. Uh, the Wonder Woman shawl. So this is a free pattern from Carissa Browning, and um, it is super popular right now. I had dyed some yarn for this myself, so I have a dear friend who um, is fighting a chronic illness and had asked me for a Wonder Woman shawl that she could wear to her treatments, and so how do you say no to that? So I dyed up some really nice red... Um, and a gold where I tried to really play with layering color. So I have some poppy, golden poppy, and some fluorescent yellow, and some things I did to really layer it and, and give that yellow some depth. And I was really happy with how the yarn turned out. I had kind of convinced myself that the shawl was too much thinking to knit on the bus, but then it turned out just fine. It actually worked out to be a great commute project and so I turned up the speed on that a little bit and finished it about a week ago and I'm just thrilled with how it turned out. It's so pretty. It's a really fun knit so if you've been considering this one I've seen a couple of um, variations that don't use the red and gold so people have been doing their own twist on it with colors so that it looks because when you're wearing it it does not necessarily look like in your face Wonder Woman so people have been knitting it with their own choice of colors and then it's just a beautiful shawl but then secretly it's got the Wonder Woman thing which I also think is pretty cool I was really happy with how the red and gold turned out um, and it really was a super 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 fun knit so that was awesome my friend is super knit worthy and she was thrilled with it and I think I gave it to her last Friday and just made me really happy. So that one was a, a great one. I'm definitely going to knit another one for myself. And I have another dear friend who asked me to knit one. And I just feel like the Wonder Woman thing. I don't know. I I, I don't want to say no. <laughs> so that one was a really fun finished object. And then I had a cute little thing that I worked on just to play around. I can't remember if I talked about this last time. But he's sitting here on my table. So I'm going to talk about him again. But I tried out my Wool Buddies kit. So I bought a Wool Buddies kit at Stitches West. Uh, Wool Buddies is these super cute needle felting kits. And they're kind of wonky looking animals. Wonky is mean, but like they have big eyes. Like they're not meant to be um, 
realistic looking. They're meant to be cartoonish. So I pulled out my kit because I hadn't played around with it yet, and I just made myself a teeny tiny little penguin. So I didn't have any gray in my kit. I used blue for the base of him and uh, played around with his little facial features, and I think he's very cute. And it makes me feel like, okay, this is something I actually can do, and so now I can kind of play around and, and try one of the more complicated pieces. This little penguin guy was pretty simple to do. But if you're ever looking for something kind of fun and want to try out uh, needle felting, I did really enjoy playing around with it. I have the book um, and a whole kit that I bought at Stitches West, and it was, it was a really good time, so that was really fun. So those are my finished things for this week actually working. I have just a couple things, guys, because I've been pretty monogamous since the last time we talked. So the first thing is I'm trying to knit up a pair of socks with the leftover Gryffindor yarn. I'm not exactly sure how long these socks will be, so it could be interesting to try to, you know, calculate. I, I think they're going to end up being kind of out ankle socks. I didn't do, because they're for Ben, I didn't do like a Rose City Roller ankle sock. I didn't I don't know, maybe like, well, one stripe, basically, of um, ribbing, and then I'm just going to knit and then try to place the heel <laughs> the right way. So we'll see how that goes. They're really cute. One of the things that's really interesting is I really liked the striping sequence on the hat. Um, the gold and the burgundy are thicker stripes, and then the brown is a thinner stripe, but what's interesting is on socks, I mean, it's a solid inch and a quarter of uh, the two main colors and then what I would consider like a traditional length stripe of the brown. So that's kind of cool because although it's the same yarn, it's knitting up quite differently in a sock than it did in a hat. And then yesterday, Ben and I went to the Wings Over the Rockies Museum in Denver, which is an aerospace museum that they've put in the old Lowry Air Force Base, and it's awesome. It was really, really fun. He had gone once for a birthday party, and I had never gone down there um, with him, and we did a cool thing last winter where they will give free flying lessons to kids in the Denver area ages 8 to 17, so any of you guys that are local, if your kids have any interest in this at all, it's called Young Eagles. They do it the third Saturday of every month, and they will give your kid a free flying lesson. Plus, then they give them a whole, if they're truly interested in it, which my kids were peripherally interested in it, but if they're truly interested in it, they will give them a whole curriculum that they can do online that actually counts towards their pilot's license. So, anyways, it's just this super cool thing. They have all these old planes and things about um, World War II. A lot of military planes. There's some Star Wars stuff. Right now, they have a, an exhibit going on about Da Vinci, so we went and we did the Da Vinci thing, and they showed a really cheesy 70s documentary about Leonardo da Vinci. So I got a little knitting done while we were watching the movie. The other movie that we watched while we were there is Harrison Ford um, is involved in the museum. The theater where they show the films has his name on it, so I'm assuming he sponsored it. I wanted to bring along some sock knitting, and I didn't feel like the Gryffindor socks were a good choice for knitting in the dark since I don't exactly know how long they're going to be able to be. So I just brought some knit picks with me. I had started these gosh, back in New York in February and it's just one of their dark, it's like a dark rainbow. So it's black, 
big black stripe and then rainbow stripes and then big black stripe. And this is Knit Picks Felici. But I got a whole segment done while we were at the museum and watching these little videos. I got a whole um, purple through red and then part of a black stripe finish. So that was fun. They're meant to be for my husband's daughter for Christmas and they'll end up being bus knitting at some point. But it was nice to just crank out a, a whole big section there. I have two skeins of the Felici. The Felici comes in 50 gram skeins. So I'm just going to knit them until there's four stripes left, basically, and then use, you know, two stripes for the toe and two stripes for the heel. So they're going to be super long rainbow socks, which I think will be really cool. And so those were fun, and we had a great day. There was some really fun stuff down in Lowry. We went to the Lowry Beer Garden for lunch and had an amazing lunch. And then there's a cool rocket ship ice cream place, too, that I had never been to or seen or anything. So that was a fun new adventure for us out um, locally. So the main thing that I have been working on pretty close to monogamously lately, this week or so, since I finished the Wonder Woman shawl, is my blooming tee. So this is an interweave crochet pattern. I have told this story before of, of seeing this pattern in person, but I went back in June to um, a pop-up shop at Fabric Bliss. Fabric Bliss is a great little yarn and fabric shop on Santa Fe in Denver. It's in the Santa Fe Arts District. And she's been doing pop-ups with local dyers, which is really fun. And in June, on the same day that I went to the Stephen West class at Fancy Tiger, she had my friend Liz, who has Colorful Eclectic, in there for a pop-up shop. So I walked in the door, and right as I walked in the door, there was this beautiful shop sample of this fingering weight t-shirt with a poppy on the front of it and it was just breathtaking and I was like I have to have this I love poppies poppies are one of my favorites and I I was just completely enthralled so I spent a long time talking to the owner of the shop she was super sweet about helping me make sure I understood what it would take to do this I don't do a lot of crochet and so I was a little bit nervous she walked me through a bunch of it I think I talked about this last time. I really did not necessarily understand, standing in the store, what she was saying. <laughs> but she did have me wind the pink into two balls and wind the gray into two balls. So let me step back. I ended up buying uh, some beautiful yarn from my friend Liz to do this with. So I have a gorgeous dark, dark gray. The colorway name is Coal. And then I have really hot pink. So the store sample and the sample in, in Interweave, they're red, but I went pink and I think it's going to be amazing. So I had to go, wind the pink into two balls and then really for the front, I had to do the gray as well because what I wasn't understanding in the store was how do I do this without having to carry the colors? And it's basically crocheted in tarja. So you make little balls and that way you just kind of pick up a cross. And I, I did it. It's turned out pretty well. I had a pretty major mix-up. So I did get this started last week. I, I've been working on the back. And then I reached a point where uh, I was a little bit bored with the back. And so I thought, okay, my crochet confidence is up. And I'm going to try to start the front. And there's some shaping at the hem, which was a little bit tricky. And I think I had to do that twice, but I did get it 
get it done, and that wasn't so bad. And really, the shaping was just like different stitches in crochet. So some places where you're doing double crochet, which is what most of this pattern is, and other places where you mix in half double crochet and single crochet, and some of them you're slipping stitches. The, the trickiest part for me was there were some sections where you're slipping the stitches and they're just off your first chain, and that was just a little fidgety and a little bit difficult, but that all went fine. And so then I, I jumped right into the chart and it, it was quite a bit easier than I thought it was, you guys. I was pretty intimidated, I'm not going to lie, by this pattern, but it, it really hasn't been that bad. And then I took it with me on the bus a couple days last week, and I was making pretty good progress. Like, on my bus ride, I could do three or four rows, uh, so that was pretty good. But I must have read the chart backwards one row. So about 12 rows in, I think I read the chart right to left instead of left to right. And I'm not I'm not the greatest sometimes at reading charts. Sometimes my brain just doesn't doesn't click that I have to read left to right for the wrong side row, if that makes sense. And so I got to about row 20 and realized everything just felt very skewed to the right. Like all of a sudden I wasn't centered on the front of the t-shirt and on the right hand side there's there's sets of stitches to either side of the flower and it's about I think it's about 12 I don't know the size that I'm doing and suddenly I only had like six or eight stitches to the right and I had more like 20 stitches to the left and I was like how did I get off center so I did a bunch of counting and calculating and just trying to figure out okay like where did I screw this up and it was back at about row 12 and and as best as I could tell, that's what I did, was I just screwed up one row, and then instead of counting stitches on the chart every row, what I was doing was just counting relative to the row before. So once I screwed up row 12, everything was off a bit. So I ripped it out, and I re-crocheted it, and thankfully, it really wasn't that big a deal. And I am enjoying the work, and so it didn't feel like, oh, no, I have to do this again. So that is coming along pretty well. I finished the flower, and then there's some sleeve shaping. So I did the sleeve shaping on the front. Then I reached a part where it, the, sleep, the shaping gets a little more complex for the neckline and the shoulders. And a couple places it says, shape as for the back. And I was like, okay, first of all, come on, interweave. <laughs> I had to buy the whole magazine to get this pattern. So couldn't you write the directions again? But also, um, I hadn't done that part of the back yet. So last night I put the front away and I started on the back. I'm most of the way through this sleeve shaping and then I'll get in again to the more complex shaping. I'm thinking about, once I get the back done and I have a sense of kind of how that went, I'm thinking about modifying the front just a little bit because I do think that it has some shaping that makes it a little lower in the front. And I think if I follow the shaping of the back, it'll just come up a little higher, which is more of the way that I like to wear things. So here I am saying I don't even know how to read the chart or do any of this crochet, but also I'm going to make a modification. So stay tuned, I guess, for more uh, errors in this <laughs> because I'm not sure that'll work. But we'll see. The the pattern is pretty clear. I think I understand. I feel like what's happened all the way along this is 
I read the instructions, I have a vague sense of what's going on, but then once I get into it, I'm able to sort it out and figure out what to do. So like I said, I think it would just, it's really just a difference of four rows of straight half double crochet after the sleeve shaping, and that would bring it up, you know, like an inch, bring the neckline up about an inch, which, which I just think I might be more comfortable with. So we'll see. I love the yarn. I'm enjoying this crochet. It is making me kind of open my eyes a little bit to, gosh, there might be some things I could do with crochet. So that was the other thing that I was thinking through the other day. So I'm going to have to seam it. And I don't think it'll be that big a deal. You just seam it at the shoulders and seam down the sides. And then there's some cute finishing details where you trim it in um, one of the contrast colors. But I was sitting here the other day working on the front thinking, why is it making me knit this in pieces? Knit this, crochet this in pieces. I don't like to seam things. I like to do things in the round. And I had it in my head that Interweave had misguided me and was making me do it in pieces for no reason. But then I think what I figured out was if I was, if I was crocheting around... And I did section of gray, section of flower, section of gray, and then gray around the back. I would get to, for round one, then I would do section of gray, section of pink, and I would have no yarn to pick up, right? So that's why it has me knitting it flat, is because um, that way I'm always leaving the yarn where I need it to be by knitting it back and forth. Crochet, I'm just going to say knitting, I guess. But by crocheting it back and forth. So it's been a really good learning experience. I hope this section doesn't seem too rambly because I feel like I'm rambling on a little bit. But anyways, it's been pushing me out of my comfort zone. There's crochet, there's color work, and I think the finished piece is going to be just beautiful. So my goal is to try to finish this this week. My work schedule is a little different in terms of what days I'm riding the bus, but it also means sometimes more evening time to knit, which would be great in terms of wrapping this up. So stay tuned. Hopefully next episode, this will be a finished object, and I'll be talking about how much I have worn it. Because I do think, too, that it will be a great piece for work. Um, and I just ordered myself a little jean jacket for the fall, so I think that it will layer nicely under things like that. I think if I had the right cardigan it would layer nice under a cardigan so hopefully I'll get a lot of wear out of it it feels like the time to wear it is just about you know now through maybe October here in Colorado so I want to crank it out so that it gets worn this year so stay tuned that's it for things that I'm working on the next thing I was going to talk about was just a tiny little bit of hand dyeing that I did and it's related to this project so this is a three color project, the Blooming Tea. So again, I have two beautiful colors of Colorful Eclectic, the gray and the pink. And then I knew I was just going to need a mini to do the center of the poppy. And the the store sample and the version in Interweave are both Madeline Tosh, I'm pretty sure. And so I thought, well, I, I have fingering weight minis and maybe I will just play around with dyeing up the purple for the center. So I decided to do something with some Stellina. I thought that would be a nice little effect on the front of the sweater to have just the center of it, have a little bit of sparkle. And I wanted it to be purple and I wanted it to be really dark. So I just dyed up a little mini skein 
with a color from Dharma Trading, which is called Plum Dandy. And I went real dark. When it came out of the dye bath, it pretty much looked black. Um, when it dyed, it was lighter, and it's definitely just a dark purple. Turned out really nicely because there is a little bit of variegation, so there's a few sections where it comes down to you know, almost like a purpley pink, just for a stitch or two. And the Stellina looks great, you guys. So I was really thrilled. I've had mixed results sometimes with Sparkle. Occasionally that's my own fault because I was using citronacic acid with Stellina. So this one I definitely used a vinegar to set the dye. But even the Stellina looks really purple, which makes me really happy. So it just gives that, that little something extra at the center of the poppy. And then the purple is the contrast color that you use to trim the bottom, trim the sleeves, and trim the neckline. And again, I may go a little bit more than what it called for in the pattern. I've got enough yarn, I think, to do a little bit more edging than it called for. Again, like on the neckline, if I did a couple of rounds, I think that would pull everything up a bit. And I just think the purple's really pretty. So that is the only dyeing that I've done in the last couple of weeks, but I'm very pleased with it. And it, it made a nice little accent for this sweater. And now it makes me feel just happy. I'm just always happy when I dye something and then I, and then I can wear it. So that's it for hand dyed. In my stash, I have a couple of new things. So I got the August shipments for the two clubs that I had subscribed to back in May. And the first of those was the Madeline Tosh Magnolia Society Club. They sent Twist Light, I think it is, this time. I'm almost positive it's Twist Light. So one of their fingering yarns, all of these were fingering weight this time, although the first one was a heavy fingering. Uh, this new colorway is called Mayette, M-A-I-Y-E-T. And it's a white cream base, right, natural base, with chartreuse and black and a couple of other colors in it. The primary thing that you see is the chartreuse, and it's really, really pretty. And so that one I'm very excited about. And then the last two skeins of Hedgehog came, and they are called Twizzle, which has an orange base, kind of a, like a neon coral kind of base. Flecks of pink, flecks of black. It's really pretty. And then a purple, and I, I could not read the tag, but purple... So it's a very pale purple and then pinks and blues and things like that. I'm toying with the idea of taking these four skeins of yarn plus last month's Madeline Tosh, which was a light kind of aqua with speckles that was called, I think it was called Want Flash Need, and taking those and doing that... Um, duster pattern that I had been talking about a couple episodes ago. I don't have the pattern name in front of me, but I'm I'm all about this idea of like a long, big fingering weight cardigan that I could wear over stuff, wear to work, wear over a dress, wear over a skirt, wear with jeans. And so I thought if I took these six skeins and that should give me the yardage I need, and then I kind of faded them that that might be kind of incredible. I think it'll be interesting to kind of play around with because I have two of the chartreuse, two of the aqua, and then only one each of the pink and the purple. So I'd have to make sure that I could do that in a way that would look reasonable. But we'll see. I, I'm pretty excited about kind of playing around with those. I want to find 
something awesome to do with these yarns, and, and that's kind of what I have in mind. Last section, guys, is actually attending, and I've been kind of lame about attending things. I did not make it to a single shop during Hot August Nets. It just hasn't, with the change in our schedule, things are going pretty smoothly, but it hasn't left a lot of time for trying to get out and do yarny things, which is a little disappointing, but I also did not make it to a single shop during Yarn Along the Rockies. Today is the last day of Yarn Along the Rockies, and I could have gone yesterday and yarn hogged, but as I was looking at my calendar and trying to figure out, you know, when I could do certain things, I took Jack to see Ed Sheeran in concert a couple weeks ago, and that's why Ben and I needed a special day as well. And so yesterday was our special day at the museum, and well worth it. Um, and and I have lots of yarn, and so I took the opportunity to spend time with my kiddo instead. But I hope that everybody had a great time yarn crawling. I really love it, and I like to get out and, and support our local yarn shops, so I'll probably make up for it at some point. I know that there's a plucky knitter trunk show at My Sister Knits on Tuesday night, and a couple of my girlfriends are going, so I may head up to Fort Collins for that. I don't have to go to the office on Tuesday, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll work out, and that'll be my my indie yarn and local yarn shop venture for a little while here. The next couple of things that are coming up for me are Salida Fiber Festival. I have plans with friends that day, but they are yarny friends, so thinking about reaching out to see if maybe they want to make the road trip to Salida and see if we could do that. That's always a fun thing, and the drive is so much fun, and it, it would be fun with this, this group of girlfriends. So maybe I'll make it to Salida, and then after that will be Nitnosh. So the plans are starting to come together, guys. Tentative date is November 11th. I have three dyers lined up. I am looking to do more than four this time. So as that comes together, I will get you the deets, but there will definitely be some new dyers this time, which is exciting, and some favorite dyers this time, which is fantastic. And I have a couple of fun, different things that I'm going to try this time through. So stay tuned. Labor Day weekend is my big, all-out, kind of get-my-act-together planning weekend. And so hopefully what will happen is I'll make a bunch of plans, I'll get a bunch of stuff act together, Tickets will hopefully go on sale, and I'll have updates for you guys on a podcast episode. So, very excited. It's hard to believe. I just feel like this year went by so fast, because September will be a year since there's been an Ash, and that feels like much longer than I would have liked it to be, but that's just the way that life has played out, and I feel like it's good because I've had people inquiring. I know people miss it, and so that's a good sign that, that it's time to do another, so... That is it for me this time, you guys. I hope that everybody's end of summer is going great. I hope everybody has fun plans for the long Labor Day weekend in the U.S. Um, and really, until next time, happy knitting.